0: morning good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world i hope everything is fine with you it's been hmm, today's the 29th of march it's been well i will say there's a lot to be thankful for in terms of you know my life and what God is doing, and he's teaching me, and he's showing me, and he's, you know, revealing to me, and just taking me through life, and, um, I wish I, I was more, um, how would I say, I wish I had more time for the things that have to do with him, I wish I, I, I I wish I was spending more time with him, I think I, I really think about that now that I don't spend as much time with God as I should. I spend a lot of time on things that have to do with this life, you know. And um, right now, like for the past two months, i spent a lot of time on politics and political-related work. And for me, I guess, I, I the purpose for it was because I, I've come to realize that these things impact lives, you know, these things have real consequences, and I just got tired of always complaining and complaining, and I felt it was time that, you know, I began to at least support people who were doing something, so anyways, um, but I, I've also found that with everything that is in this life, it doesn't give you, ah, in fact, particularly politics, I think politics is just very, is designed... To, 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 to not give you satisfaction. I think as a Christian and a, and a believer, I think I get more, there's more fulfillment from, I would say i um, doing like governance work, maybe um, policy implementation work, you know, that kind of thing I would say, because, and there may be institutional reform perhaps you know if there's i think that would be very satisfying but politics i think there's something about it that is just wired in a very wrong way and, and I, want to, I want to talk more than that but um it just brings me to how we can allow the cares of this life i remember i attended a session on saturday a christian women's session and where there was a question that was asked us that why do we do why what are the things that prevent us from spending a lot of time with god i mean all of us the whole session was about developing spiritual intimacy with god and all of us agreed that we wanted to be more intimate with god but we were not we all agreed also that we're not as intimate or as close to god as we would want to and when the question was asked, that what is stopping us, what is preventing us? No, no one really had an answer. I, di- I didn't have an answer. The only thing I could come up with is what the Bible talks about in Mark 4, verse 19. In the parable of the Sower, which was one of those really iconic parables, I always refer to the parable of the Sower because I think it is one of those um, parables that really point to the fundamental challenge of what it you know of what it means to practice our faith because and it's funny that jesus gave that parable about he was talking about the kingdom of god and, and all of that in fact i think we should look at that parable so i i said the only thing i excuse me could think about was the cares of this life and when i say cares of this life you know it's like your daily schedule the things you need to do even with kids, sometimes i wake up in the morning and i when i think of everything i need to do i get so overwhelmed that. I don't even know where to start. It's like I should just go back to bed. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes it helps when I write things down, and I say, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do," and then I strike it off. But sometimes the day is just over. When where do I start from? You know, particularly when I'm dealing with things that are not necessarily within my control. Sometimes it just really gets to be a lot. But you know, either way, somehow God helps us through. I think I think at such times I just ask God for His grace. learning to do that my power is not just what you know my 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 ability is just not doing what it used to it wasn't it's not doing what it used to be able to do so jesus was teaching and he started off by saying behold there went out a sower to sow and i'm really trying to find the context why he even started preaching about this parable of the sower so maybe i would have to check other places where it was written because in mark he just jumped into it without a preamble i want to see if he was trying to if he introduced it better in other places how much people were gathered Hmm. it seems funny everybody that recorded this parable of the soa They didn't introduce it in any specific way. Because I'm I'm looking at the Matthew Matthew version as well as the Luke version. And they just, it's literally like he just, they say he spoke many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, the Sower went to so, Okay, so fine. He just started talking about the parable of the Sower. And he said that some fell upon stony places, some, you know, they didn't have much earth. Some fell among thorns you know, and um, the sun sprung up and choked them and aha, yeah, so in verse 11, when when the disciples came and asked him and said, why are you speaking unto us in parables and then he answered and said unto them because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven that was what I was looking for so this parable of the sower was Jesus described it as one of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven and I think that is a very important thing to note because I have found out that this parable of the sower is what makes the difference between a Christian that is really on the path. You know what I'm saying? Like following Jesus, a disciple of Christ, practicing the faith, and a Christian that is not. And all of us fall into one of these categories. There is no one. I mean, if you say you're a believer, you are either a Christian. The difference between, you know the level of manifestation of fruits of the spirit that I bring forth in my life is a consequence of whether or not the word of God. So all of us will fall into at least one of these categories, either will be the Christian, the wayside Christian, that's the one who, when the word of God comes to us, it falls by the wayside and fowls of the air come and devour them. Some of us will be the stony places, Christian, where there's not much, you know, earth in us, there's not, not much depth of, of earth, and therefore when the sun comes, you know, the word is scorched, and because there's no roots, it withers away, and then some of us, you know, are the sons, Christians, where, you know, there are things that are choking us, and Jesus, try to explain all of this let me just go with his explanations now <coughs> excuse me he said that um, he said the people who it falls by the wayside are those you know that when they hear the word of god they understand it they don't understand it and then the wicked one comes as the enemy and he takes away that word which was sown in their hearts and they are, they are those are the ones who receive the seed which is the word of god by the wayside but he says those that receive the seed in stony places are the ones that when they hear the word of god they receive it with joy you know whatever it is whether it's about soul winning whether it's about living a holy life righteous life you know becoming like christ whatever it says but because they have no roots in themselves they endure for a while but when tribulation or persecution comes in other words when life happens because of the word the person is offended he finds out that you know this word is not working for me you know i'm holy i'm righteous therefore people are getting ahead In my office, and I'm the one always at the back, you know, you know. Then they they become offended and they just leave it and they move on. And I think that's what a lot of, I think quite a lot of us, are doing that or have done that at some point in time in our lives. I certainly have done that. You know, says that there's also this category, and I think this category is actually, the most deadly one, because it says, it says these are the people that they receive the seed among the thorns. They hear the word, the word, and. The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in chokes the word and makes it unfruitful. And he says, but he that receives the seed into the good ground is he that hears the word and understands it. He also brings forth fruit, and, you know, he bears fruit and he brings forth fruit. some hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. So anybody that can even watch over the word in his or her life to the point that it bears forth fruit, the Bible doesn't even really make a distinction between the person that made sixty or thirty, the fact that they yielded fruits. Is, is already a success and i i think as a farmer you sort of like understand that because when you grow things definitely you are happier when you have big harvest and all that but you're happy when you have a harvest you know any harvest is better than no harvest so sometimes the harvest is really good it's very big it's very you know if it's fruits it's very solid it's very fleshy so you know you're going to get a good price in the market but the ones that are not big too will still get sold, just that like you don't sell it for the same price. And they will still have their uses for different types of things. And some people actually, not everybody goes to the market and wants to buy big tomatoes. Some people actually want to buy small tomatoes. So everyone, in fact, there are some years that your small, your smaller fruit or your may actually be more valuable than the bigger ones. But bigger doesn't always mean better. I mean, less is more, like they say. So even here in this verse 21, you don't really see, the Bible doesn't make a distinction between the people that you know whether the fruit was 60 he just says it very casually like it's, the, the language makes it very clear that the verse 23 the people who who were were actually able to nurture the Word of God in their lives to the point where it bore fruit it didn't matter how many fruit how it was the fact was they were fruitful that was just it and we see that in all Jesus's parables. You find out that the the even the parable of the talents, the servant he was unhappy with, was the one that did not bear any fruits. He didn't really, you know, he never really made. In fact, we we saw that some people, you know, ten talents, five one. The one he couldn't tolerate was, I came back and I found you have not been, you have not done anything with what I give to you. He didn't really. The ones who bore fruits, they all got reward. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He wasn't so much worried about how big the fruits were the fact was you have fruits and i'm just realizing that now this is i think holy the holy spirit making me realize because i didn't really think of that before because i think we're always very focused on on just like how the world is you know i want to get an a we're always focused on big things and want to do it in such a way that everybody knows but god really just wants fruits because every fruit has Every fruit is important in a harvest. I mean, like I said, as a farmer, we, we see this. There's no farmer that will say, well, because my potatoes were small, he will throw it away." With those small potatoes, they will, even if he's not going to sell it, they will eat it in their own kitchen at home. It will never be useless. Or they'll use it to plant for the next harvest it would never be useless and there like i said there's a market for small potatoes just like there's a market for big potatoes when you go out to the shops you see the small ones and then you see the big ones and sometimes you want to buy big but sometimes you also don't mind buying the small it's really about what you want to use it for so that's really interesting because i'm now realizing that focusing so much on because i'm that kind of person that tends to focus on i want to do something big for god don't worry about big Don't worry about doing something just worry about you know fruits of righteousness fruits of holiness fruits of um, joy fruits of peace fruits of mercy fruits of grace fruits of love fruits of kindness let's actually let me just focus on that it doesn't have to be big but let it let there be something you know so Back to the why the question about why what is stopping me from being closer to God as what I what I want to be. For me, I think it's really the cares of this life. I don't think it's so much the deceitfulness of riches in my life because I think God has really helped me to walk through that. I'm not really like living a very ostentatious life, chasing money. He's taking me through all that where we sort of dealt with that somehow. But the cares of this life, you know, my that that's where I think I have a problem. I think when I wake up in the morning I just think about my entire day. I don't even have space in my mind to even think about God as in, you know, and then when my day gets over me, you know, I start doing things, which is why I think this podcast really helps me to really center and think about God. Because honestly, if not, I would just spend the whole day, in fact, thinking about other people's problems or other things, even like politics or things that, you know, Oh, Lord which is why seminary has been very good for me because it has forced me to think about the things of God for at least, dedicate three, four, five hours a week or more thinking about the Bible, the Word of God. It has really been hugely beneficial for me. And I've made up my mind that even when I graduate from this master's program, I will make sure that I'm always in on a Bible program of some sort. I will make sure till i leave this earth because if not i know myself i would just i mean I, i really admire the people who are able to keep to a regime i'm not very good at it i'm not very good at that so um i think the lord has said a couple of things here that i need to really think about and i think it's it's more about i like this idea of watching over the seed and so that it can bear fruit, and not not being so focused on the size of the fruit, but that just watching over it to make sure that it does fruit and in whatever area it's important that i just have some fruit because actually i just this just really dropped in me god just really dropped this in me right now because i didn't realize that god really doesn't make a distinction he doesn't he doesn't really make a distinction as to the size of the fruit he doesn't all he's just asking for is fruits And it's in John 15. He also, when Jesus said, I have chosen you, you did not choose me, but I chose you that you may bear fruits and that the fruits may may remain. That's all he wants. That's all he wants, really. That's all he wants. And I think it's that fruit that is missing in many of our lives. And that's why people are not seeing the impact of the fact that we have Christians around us. We are, all, we, are, we are unable to nurture the seeds of the word of God in our life to, to, to fruition. We don't know how to. We don't know how to. We, we don't know how to. Anyway, and that's how you know, because a farm, for instance, we, we had what we call subsistence farming, where people grow just enough for their needs. But when you have become a very successful farmer is when you have a lot of farming, I mean you're able to generate harvest that not only benefits your household but your community far and wide. By the time you start exporting to the nations, ah you're a very successful farmer. You have cracked the code. And that's how that's what Jesus was saying when he says, Let your light so shine. So he's saying nurture the word of God in your in your life and your heart. Watch over it. Focus on, you know, allow God to lead you by the Holy Spirit how to do this in such a way. Till your heart. Remove it of envy, malice, strife, all the things that are contrary to the word of God in your life. Watch over that word in prayer, in practice, in conduct, by fellowship with the Holy Spirit, so that you can bring forth fruit and the word can then grow. Don't allow things that will choke the word of God in your life. Weed those things out. Don't allow thorns to grow in the garden of your heart. Because at the end of the day, what God is looking for is fruits. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for fruits. And we see that all the parable of the talent, all the parables that had to do with, you know, a servant going. It was always about fruits. It was always about when the Lord came back. He wanted to see how the servant had taken care of the things he had committed into his hand. It's always about fruits. It's always about fruits. And these fruits are mostly spiritual fruits. In fact, they're all spiritual fruits. God is not going to come and ask you, how many cars did you buy? How many degrees did you get? How many houses did you have? How much money do you have in your bank account? He's going to talk about how many lives you changed, transformed. People that that God used you to heal, to save, to deliver. How many souls that you really impacted positively? How many people you saved from the brink of death? How many people you visited in hospital? How many people in prison did you seek? Did you visit? Were you able to help to, to save? How many hungry mouths, bellies did you feed? These are the questions. These are the things God is going to be looking out for. And how did you treat your fellow man and woman around you? How did I treat the fellow man and woman around me? How many people did I feed? How many lives did I impact? That's what God is going to be asking when, when he comes for me. So I'll leave it at that. Not very reflective and sober notes. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. If this was of a blessing to you, please share with someone else as well. Sharing is caring. God bless you as you do so. Amen. Thank you.